Keeping a close eye on the situation around Yellowknife. That's the largest centre and uh, the fire about 15 kilometres away from the city now and the forecast for today is not good. Winds of 35 kilometres an hour pushing the fire in the direction of Yellowknife. But there are so many other areas that have already been affected, if not destroyed. We're hearing that the hamlet of Enterprise is largely gone, but there have multiple other locations that have, you know, already been evacuated. Uh, thousands of people have been sent to centers in Fort McMurray and in Grand Prairie and in St. Albert. They're all over the place. Um, and uh, hopefully we see a bit of a reprieve in the weather, although just a little bit of rain in the forecast, certainly not enough to change things. So it's 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 really tense. It's a real state of affairs in northern Alberta and into the Northwest Territories right now. Jamie Coots is with us. Jamie was the fire chief in Slave Lake back in 2011 when that community was hard hit by wildfire. And he's been working in the fire, as a fire service consultant uh, for a number of years now. Jamie, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time as always. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me on. So this particular fire or this complex of fires that we're talking about in the Northwest Territories, from what I've heard, is enormous, right? Like more than seven, eight times the size of the city of Edmonton. So when you've got a fire that's that size and you're not, you're not worried about putting it out, you're just trying to contain and control it, right? Oh, for sure. At this point, they're just managing misery, right? They're uh, trying to find out which parts of the fire they can work on, the sides, the back, right? Um, they're concerned about the wind shifts and the gusts, right? So just when you think you're safe, it shifts or gusts, and um, it, it's just really managing misery at this point. Um, there's also the massive evacuation effort that has to happen. That has to be done first, right? The first priority, obviously, is is the safety of the human beings. You've got to get them out before you can even worry about fighting the fire. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's really into that hero zero time, right? Uh, it's just one letter apart, those two words. But if you go too early and then nothing happens, you look bad. And if you go too, you know, too late yeah. and uh, something happens, you, you look bad. So it's a no-win situation. Um, they're just trying to figure out uh, how far it is when they think it's going to get there, you know, what parts of the city to, to get uh, people out. And then you've got the rest of the territory that uh, has already had evacuations and, and they're looking at it at the same time. So, um, you know, it, it's it's rough. Highways are closed. So yeah. are trying to use air travel, and it, it's a rough time up there. Yeah, obviously that affects the evacuation effort, clearly, right? I mean, you're trying to get people out. The roads are cut off in a lot of areas. But what about the firefight? I mean, it's the same thing for them. I mean, trying to get resources, personnel, all the rest of that stuff, just getting around has, by all accounts, become a real problem up there. What does that do? Uh, you know, it, it's tough, and you got to remember that the planes that they're calling and the helicopters that they're calling and all of those pilots and ground crews, um, and then the firefighters on the ground, it's already been a super long season, right? They've been fighting fire since April, and so um, you're just dealing with a bunch of tired people, tired equipment, tired machines, um, just a whole tired process, uh, and all the people that are coming to help um, are coming from areas where they're already tired too, so um, this, this has been a long, grueling here uh, and to be where we're at right now um, is it's tough times for sure with the communications problems Jamie I mean how do these crews stay in touch and how do they coordinate what they're doing we know that cell service has been down in a bunch of areas internet isn't working I mean are the radios what's the communication setup typically in a situation like this you know in the fire the firefight it's not as bad you got uh, aircraft in the air so you you can uh, talk to those guys and and move uh, around that way so that's really good um but uh, yeah on the ground it just gets tougher and tougher you're trying to be face to face and and uh, talk to your crews in person 
Community of Yellowknife, and um, like I say, you were chief of uh, fire in Slave Lake, and so you, you've got some experience in you know being part of a municipality and responding to a situation like this. So they declared a local state of emergency on Monday, and I think, I'm pretty sure I read Northwest Territories expanded that province-wide last night. Um, to me, that seems like a really smart idea because... What does that do? That opens them up to all kinds of resources that they wouldn't otherwise have access to, right? Yeah, it just lets you do things that you couldn't normally do, right? So access to money that you don't have, access to outside resources you don't have, um, and access to decision-making about who has to evacuate and where and how we're going to do that. Um, In terms of evacuation orders and alerts, I mean, all that stuff's gone out. When you hear a forecast like today where you're saying wind gusts of 35 kilometers an hour pushed in in the direction, what do you do? I mean, mean, in a a sense, Jamie, you're sort of helpless, right? I mean, you're you're at the, the mercy of Mother Nature so much in a situation like this. I think you just hope that people have seen enough now. Like, if this year doesn't change your mind about listening to evacuation alerts and evacuating when you're told, I don't know what could possibly tell you to to change your mind, right? Um, We're just seeing just sad event after sad event. Uh, You know, people are dying, homes are being lost. And so, you know, at at this point, if you're not going to believe the alerts when they come out, I don't know what else we could do to make you believe. Yeah, and you know what? You make a good point. There's a lot of people, hundreds, that haven't evacuated in some of these communities affected. Uh, Jamie, thanks so much for joining us. As always, I appreciate your time. No problem. Anytime.